We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami. Welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today are the only people on this show with the guts. We have professional screw-up Alex Toledo, who's actually the first one here today. Yo. Alex has the guts. Uh, we have um, pun master and statistician, Nikaias Duncan. He also has the guts. What's up? Everyone else bailed on the show because they were sad and upset and angry. And they want to strangle Bellinelli. And uh, we have lots of feelings. I may or may not have cried because I think it may be Dwayne Wade's last game. That's why I am a little um, congested. Of course you cried. Yo, I yo, I swear to God, Nikaias, I'm sitting there and, like, they have the, the camera on Dwayne. And it's just him, like, dapping all the Sixers. And I was like, oh, God, this is it. And I'm, I don't know, we don't know if it's it. I was like, I, right now we're doing the show. The press conference is on. So we never know. Like, he might announce retirement in the middle of the show. But... I'm like, I'm hyper emotional right now. Like, I'm not in a good place. I mean, it's not even that the Heat lost because, well, that's like one part of it, but it's just the Dwayne angle. For me, it just like, it kills me inside. I was like, oh my God, why did he have to go out like this? Like, that makes me sad. I was feeling that way about Tony. Yeah, I, the Tony thing hit me later. Like, I, I tweeted at him from the account because, like, I le- like legitimately, like, Man, Dwayne finished 11 points. I just see it on the screen right now. 11 points, 4 for 15. Let me tell you something. If there's something to describe po- like post-2014 Dwayne Wade, it's a 4 for 15 shooting night. Yep, lots of pull-ups. Dog, it's um. almost perfect. 
Um, no, but Alex, to to go back to your thing, like the Tony thing kind of hit me like right after the Dwayne stuff. I was like, oh, I'm I'm like sad about Dwayne, and I go, oh no, Tony, and yeah, it's just like ugh, like a, a lot, a yeah. lot's going on emotionally. Right, They're going here. out together like we always thought they would. <laughs> Yo, okay, so we are now part of the Five Reasons Podcast Network. Got to follow us over there at, at Five Reasons on Twitter, Five Reasons uh, Network on Twitter. You can find that in our uh, bio at MIA Heatbeat on Twitter as well. Um, and today's, today's a big day for the show because today we're sponsored. We out here, guys. Guys, we made it. We're sponsored. Whoa. Yes. We have Reeves. Who are we signing ourselves to? Uh, X Miami. So, Care to elaborate? Yes. This is our first ever live read. How X Miami, how excited are you that you get me who can't spell and is terrible at reading to read your live read live on air after uh, the first year? But no, but like legit, like this is like, this is huge because they've been, th- these, 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 these guys are great. They're, they've been awesome with us um, from the start. And the fact that they've tethered to us makes their decision making incredible, obviously. Um, but the new <laughs> Miami X apartment community is the most fun and convenient place to live for modern Miami locals located across the street from the American Airlines Arena, the place where there are the most guts in the world because, you know, the culture's there. Uh, renting starting at $1,200, including a huge gym, two level co-working spaces, epic pool deck, a lobby with a coffee shop, a cocktail lounge. You can manage your keys, package, and thermostat using a game-changing mobile app, so you don't even have to get off the couch. You can do all that from your phone because this place is modern. You can rent an apartment furnished or unfurnished, uh, or you can even do it by bedroom. Learn more at xmiami.co. That's xmiami.co. Mention five reasons to get an exclusive discount on the move-in. So, again... Our friends at xmiami.co, check them out. They are uh, they're part of the family, part of the Heapy fam. So please give them get, get, to check that out if you're in, if you're in the moving game. Nikaias, you may be in the moving game. Maybe you could check out xmiami.co, our new partners. We Sounds out pretty here. good. We out here. Okay, so Miami loses the series. Um, even even when they were tied at half, it, it the game like it felt like even from the jump, it felt we were like Miami was never in it despite the score being close. Like Miami was working so hard for every and Miami was getting, I thought Nikaias pretty decent looks. Yeah, they did. Um But they had to work really hard for them. Yeah, they did. Like Philly just does not let Miami guards penetrate the lane. Like they sink so aggressively on drives. And especially when Goran likes to drive baseline, they sink. I mean, they kind of take away the other baseline pass, and that's kind of what helps keep Miami's chain moving. So once you take that away with a lone defender like Covington or Ben Simmons on the weak side, I mean, it just makes everything tough. I thought this was probably Covington's best game of the series, because especially defensively, I thought he was the most active. Like I thought he really gave Miami fits in this game, like more than more than the other ones. Yeah, a lot of flashes of game one with his activity, and then the three ball was falling for him. I think he didn't. I think he went scoreless from beyond the arc last game, if I'm not mistaken. No, and like to be honest, the guys like Covington and Embiid has not really like had a good offensive series. I mean, even the game that they won, I mean, that was kind of like at the end he kind of fixed it with a couple field goal attempts. But like I thought, Miami, other than Ben Simmons going off on them, like they kind of keyed in on some Philly guys, and they really. 
they did a good job on Covington for most of the series. Um, they did a good job on Embiid when, when he was in. It's just like Saric was a problem, and there's only one Jay Rich. And his yep. absence was absolutely felt today. Did you see that him and TJ both aggravated their injuries like on the same possession? <laughs> well, that's, that's another guy. Playoffs. I'm so like the Tyler thing is like he finally has a good game and he fouls out and he like he like he ha- he kind of like finally put it together and yeah, and he, then that I mean it's like oh my god except with keeping up with JJ Redick. <laughs> JJ Redick is well, he even problem. did a little better job of that today and it still didn't matter. I mean he went off for 27 today and it was just like oh I mean like it's it's hard to like find really articulate things to say because you're watching this and you're just like yeah like they're the better team like Miami had to jank everything up and Miami was gonna have to play halves like the first half that like you end the game and you're like you like how are they tied and that like that's how they had to play and Dwayne gave you nothing and Ellington I mean how surprising nothing. is it though like we knew before this series started that they can't score consistently and I think we underestimated that with the return of Embiid that they were going to be able to score even less so like they can't score oh unless they're forcing turnovers and even when they are like they did last game in Miami they still lose they're just not good enough the guys I think you brought that uh, in your um, the launching pad piece today to light how Miami's actually been terrific in transition and not in the half court like when they've been able to get out and run is when the offensive has been stellar other than that it's been pretty constipated yeah, because Miami's had to work so hard in the half court because of all the length and athleticism on the floor. Um, those transition opportunities are really the only times that Gorn could consistently get downhill. Um, Philly did a great job of stifling him in the half court. I think that, like, at least the, the positives to come out of this is kind of the Justice Winslow coming out party on offense. Because yeah, like, just the aggression he was <laughs> he had taking it to the basket. Like, that's huge for him. He still has to finish out. I mean, figure out the finishing thing. But I look like you figured it out. He was getting there. I mean, he still didn't shoot that well inside of um. Well, didn't shoot that well from two in the series. But kind of heated up towards the end. So that's a positive. The shooting. He also looked so much less awkward, like getting to the rim. Like he was just he was doing it without hesitating. Yeah, no, it was very decisive. And like I think that. And it's kind of like, so JJ like had a good series, but I also think that JJ is not the guy to play with him. Like you're going to want a guy who can space the floor a little better for him. Mm-hmm. And the unfortunate part of it was it was difficult to find spots to play Olenek because he just can't defend Embiid at all. And Embiid's so much bigger than him. And it's like the offense kind of needed Olenek to function. And then Olenek could not really get on the floor because he was just going to get roasted by Embiid. Like, your only chance against him was Bam or Hassan, who did a good job. But, like, that's, like, that's kind of what we talked about last year, Nakai, is how Miami's kind of really incomplete in their players. Like, you have a guy mm-hmm. like Kelly who's great offensively but can't do much on defense. And then you have guys like JJ who can't really space the floor and, you know, stuff like that. Like, your bigs and your, your guards are, like, incomplete players. Dude, Spo is legit glossy-eyed right now. Like, I think, I mean, I have the volume off, but, like, he, he Spo looks like he has been crying, which leads me to believe that we might no get some way. news. I mean, he his eyes are, I mean, 
listen, Spolster's been in, like, the biggest, like, series of the decade. You know what I mean? Like, some of the biggest playoff games ever. Like, a first-round series against the freaking Sixers with a patchwork group of journeymen. Like, does it matter an iota in, like, the grand scheme of things? So, like, for Mm -hmm. him to be, like, emotionally worked up because they lost to a better team than they did, like, in the first round of the playoffs, like... I don't know, dude. It's very, very ominous. I'm just saying. Like, I'm I can confirm like, the report. Huh? His eyes are red. Dude. They're definitely glossy. What's going on here? What the pupils are looking darker? Somebody you know? check Twitter. All the signs. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't want. I don't want. Nikias, I know you want Dwayne to retire, but do you think he's crying because of Tony? <laughs> Maybe that's it. Like, I don't know. No, I don't. Our um our partner at Ballscast, Chris Joseph, tweets out pouring out one tonight for Mount Vernon. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's gonna be the name of the show. We found the name of the episode. Of pouring one out for Mount Vernon. That's for you, Coach. I wish Brian was here so we could play sounds of Coach laughing. <laughs> Gotta patch it in later. The one time I want Brian his stupid sounds, he's not here because he has no guts. <laughs> like, Jesus. I think the Tony thing is gonna hit me a lot later, just because I didn't grow up listening to him. You're gonna miss him. Yeah, I probably will miss him. We'll see. I'm, I'm just not familiar with Crotty. I mean, if he's good, then I, I'll be fine. But if you he's not, like, do you want a funny Crotty story? I guess not like a funny Crotty story, but like a Crotty story. Go for it. Um. So apparently, my uncle is like alleged, like friends, like legitimate friends with John Crotty. That like he said, like apparently he can hang out with Crotty whenever, like he can call Crotty and say, "Hey, let's hang out," and like he'll hang out with him. And um, and I guess. My mom is not necessarily familiar with our work here. Um, and I think we've made, f- I think, I think I have called Crotty a wet sock on this show on multiple occasions. <laughs> a wet sock? Yeah, like he has a personality of a wet sock. And then she's, I, I think she just wants to like get me to meet him and, or he, she wants him to listen to the show. And I was like, oh no, like, <laughs> no, I don't think all the slander. I don't think we're like very like heat management friendly. You gotta speak for yourself. I mean, you are, you wanna... but like Alpha and I aren't, <laughs> and like Leif is questioning if Hassan can tie his shoes. So, I mean, you think he'd listen to us? I mean, he'd probably he would have stopped during my terrible live read. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would proud. Could have um, been worse. She didn't misspell anything. I did. Oh, I I misspelled um on I misspelled a couple of things when I was tweeting out Dakaius's the launching pad. I think I misspelled launching. How do you misspell launch? Dude, the launching pad. Eric. I don't. I don't know, man. Like, you know. And for those of you who are new to the audience, you know, I have trouble spelling. Okay, you know, I'm gonna whatever. I write and I'm bad at spelling. It's just whatever. And it's not that I because t- sometimes it's just typos, but like a lot of times it's like I legit can't spell like launching or I misspelled always earlier. I have to sound out a lot. Really strengthening your credibility here. Huh? Really strengthening your credibility here. I mean, just, I mean, today's a sad day. So, it's a lot of self-defeatingness. You know what's weird? It's like, usually, like, I think last, um, two years ago when he lost to the Raptors, it didn't feel sad. This feels sad. I think, I mean, it's just different with the roster. Like, for one, Hassan was hurt. Justice was playing the fives. I mean, it was a very hard-fought series. Like, there was some upside there that you could look forward to. 
Um, I don't think anybody expected the Dwayne thing to blow up like it did. But, you know, I can understand a more positive feeling from that series. And this one, the roster's capped out. Dwayne might be on his way out. The Hassan thing was kind of <laughs> looming over the whole series. Like, there's, there's just going to be a lot of change, I think. So I guess that uncertainty kind of dampers it. Alf, Alf just, uh, Alf just DM'd me. He goes, "I hope this podcast gets seven downloads." Because he really objected to us doing this show. He says nobody's gonna listen to this crap. He goes, "Nobody wants to listen after a loss." I don't know. I disagree. And I think you we've know, got sponsors now, and we we're got, a content machine. Exactly. <laughs> so tweeters, when you hear this show, tweet at Alf. I listened. Go to hell. We're getting these damn shots off. We're getting these damn shots off. We're getting our reps in. We're getting our shots off. Um, speaking of getting shots off because they're showing highlights on the television, Wayne Ellington gave them zilch all series, and we were all waiting for the Wayne Ellington game, and it kind of became apparent early on that, oh, God, we're not getting an Ellington game. <laughs> we only, like, legit, we only got a Dwayne game, and we got a Justice half, and, like, that's all we got. I think we took for granted how effective he was on defense during the season. He got, he got... Roasted by JJ oh, Redick and Bellinelli. Marco was terrible today, though. Marco was like, what was he like, two of like thirteen or something? It was bad. Oh, fuck that guy. Four twelve. He finally had a bad game and it didn't matter. Finally, but every other thing. JJ Redick remembered how to shoot. <laughs> he. Oh, my favorite part of the game was when Goran open hand smacked Ben Simmons. They, yeah, <laughs> but hold on, wait a second. But that was like a. Woo! They just showed it. Did, did, I, I, Alex said that you watching NBA TV. Yeah. yeah, okay, so we're on the same thing. Yeah, Gorin, when Gorin hit the hell out of Ben Simmons in the back of the head, A, it was not as good as Ray for Alston's hit on uh, Eddie House. Because <laughs> that's like an all-timer, dude. Cause, like, that was a grown man slept. Yo, because they're going down the court. And I, I mean, we're familiar with Eddie House's work down here. God knows what Eddie House was saying. Had Rayford just whipped him upside the head, flick of the wrist. It was incredible. Look, Gorin, man. The other time in the game when I think it was JJ uh, kind of sizing up and beat and beat or whatever, you know JJ could have gave and beat the Chris Childs to Kobe, ended his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about like doing that in elimination game is risky, man. It is, it is. <laughs> I'm surprised that this did not end in more physical altercations. I thought like I thought we were gonna get an ejection. I feel like after the the Gorn slap, uh, it felt like some mutual respect kind of started settling in. <laughs> like Gorn hit us in the back of the head. I feel you, dog. I feel you. Like yeah, like after that, because all the brushes after that, it was kind of like oh my bad, kind of helping guys up, stepping away. There were no, there wasn't really any jawing back and forth. I think at that point it was like, well, it is what it is. The series is about over. You know, I appreciate the physicality or whatever, and that's it. The crowd, however, <laughs> was going for blood. Yo, let me tell you something. That crowd was bad for a half. They were bad. That crowd was too quiet. The crowd was very quiet during the fourth, and it made me a little uncomfortable. Dude, it was so... And I don't know if... I was watching the Sun Sports broadcast. I don't know if the TNT broadcast, maybe the sound was a little different. But, like, part of what made the game feel weird was, like... I was like, this isn't nearly loud enough for, like, an elimination game. No, it was... I mean... Up until Miami made their run in the middle of the fourth, I think the crowd was fine, at least on my end. I I, I don't know if we I, I know I know I said a pre-show. I don't know if I've said it like on air yet, but like when Miami went on that run, I'm like I'm not falling for this. Oh no, I, it was fool's gold. 
I was like, not falling for this whatsoever. Like, no chance. Like, I saw it happen. They're like, 6 0 run. Eh? And it's like, they're, they're, you know, Eric and Tony are like bumping you on the, uh, with, you know, on the shoulder. 6 0 run, 6 0 run. What's going on? And I was like, not falling eight for point it. Game. Eight point game. Yo, at eight point game, I was almost there. I was like, if they make one more shot, I'm there. If they make one more <laughs> shot, I'm back. I'm back. I'm cocky. No. And then that JJ, which, by the way, that was the most benign thing they looked at. I was like, that was not a big deal. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, they basically tripped over each other on the sideline, and that that happens. And that killed Miami's momentum. And it's funny, because at the time, I was wondering, I go, is this going to be good for the Heat? Because I thought, you know, they're going to – I mean, Dwayne played the whole fourth quarter. I was like, they're they're running this lineup a lot. I go, maybe this kind of review is going to help them rest, catch their breath a little bit. No, I was wrong. Just killed all their momentum. Totally ruined everything. (laughs) Yo, how did – how did Bellinelli outscore Covington? I feel like Covington hit everything he threw up, and I felt like Bellinelli. I can't remember how Bellinelli scored eleven points. They're just showing the graphic up. Oh, uh, because Covington didn't shoot much. Covington's so good. He is like Philly really found one during the ugly years. You know, and just he, is better. He's like, <laughs> I would say, like he's the the prototype of that 3 and D model that I would want the most. Like if you were to ask me, you can have any 3 and D guy, it would probably be him. Like at that position and size. That's I mean, we take stars out of it. Yeah, of course. Like Clay Thompson and stuff like that. Like we're talking about just like role guys, you know, like the Ariza's and the Covington's and the, you know. Oh, well, yeah, I think if not Covington, then maybe Joe Ingles, but no, but Covington's like Covington's like better than Joe Ingles. Is he? Yeah, he's better than Joe Ingles. I don't think that's true. Nah. You trust Joe Ingles on defense as much as Covington? Uh, I would trust him just as much, and he's a better offensive player. I don't know about that. I do. Joe Ingles is a pretty good playmaker and an elite shooter. No, no, I I agree with that. I just I disagree with the on the defense. Am I just doing that because he's white? Maybe I'm doing that just because he's white. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if we examine your track record here, I mean, fair point. <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. Um, but no, I mean, Covington is is as I, I guess to the point is that he's as good as that as that gets. I guess we want Josh Richardson to be that. Oh yeah, like, like Robert if, Covington is elite at what he does. If Jay Rich, like, I mean, I think Jay Rich can do more than him on offense as it is, and. I think a lot of us are saying that Jay Rich is an All NBA um, second a, team on D. That's everyone just like being a homer and lying to themselves. I, I don't know, man. I don't think no. Like Josh second? is definitely the spot this year. You think he's gonna make it? Um, I was I was saying no for most of the year just because I don't think many people watch. But um, Rob Mahoney gave him a vote. Zach Lowe wrote about him, gave him a vote. I mean, if Zach Lowe's out there, then I wouldn't be surprised. Is it, oh, is this out here? Are we out here with Jay Rich second team All Defense? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more of a possibility now. My thing was never about if he deserved it. It was just if anybody <laughs> paid attention to him. So, I mean, if enough people took notice. Then Is Jay Rich a top three perimeter defender right now? No. Top three? No. Ah, that's, well, that Ka- feels steep. Kawhi? Behind Roberson. Yeah, like Roberson's at the top of the list. Roberson? Um, well, Kawhi. I mean, Roberson, Kawhi. He's top three and he's not three. Clay? Plays out there. Marcus Smart when he's healthy. Marcus Smart when he's he healthy. He defends everyone. But. I mean. 
know. Jay Rich is up there. He's up there. Man, I'm trying to get the mood up of the show. Jay Rich, all team. I mean, I don't know. I mean, listen, like, I think that we, I think the three of us have been realistic from the jump. I maybe thought we thought that this would be a bit of a longer series. It was really competitive. Um, I know that the scores would indicate no. I mean, this. I think this was this score was not as bad as other games, but it was probably the least competitive. Um, and I don't know. You know, it's just like this is a group of ragtag guys. Like it, it was clearly patchwork. Even Dwayne, to an extent, was patchwork. Um, for for that 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 need of like shooting guard at the end of games that can create their own shot. Like this entire team was patchwork, and the fact that. And, and at one point, they were fighting. They were playing for the three seed, you know? So it's like we can complain a lot, but, like, it was a whatever team. It was a pretty decent team. It, at times, it was playing very good basketball, and other times, you know, it had trouble scoring. And I think the I think the ironic part is it was the defense that got picked apart in this series more than the offense. They legitimately gave us, like, 50 games of just competitive close games. I mean, but I, I'm talking like, yes, they did. But I, I'm talking about how it pertains to this series and how Miami had a top 10 defense all year and Philadelphia just, pff, like, Swiss cheese them. Like, if if you were to watch this series and not have seen the Heat all year, you would think that they were not a good defense. Yeah, but I think that's more of a testament to just how good Philly is. Oh, I agree. It's just the matchup problems that they had. Like my, like even when Miami got picked apart, it wasn't from a lack of effort. Like Philly's just that good, and then Marco Bellinelli decided to turn the sliders up. You know, Nikias, you you were putting some of those uh, some clips of Tyler in your in your piece today. Man, some mm-hmm. some of that some of the stuff in this series defensively was bad though. Like Tyler legit just losing guys that are right in front of him. Like guys like move and then Tyler's back is all of a sudden to them and Ellington like on, with the with the screens like some of the breakdowns defensively were were like pretty egregious. Yeah, there was a lot of ball watching. I mean, um, even JJ he, and Dwayne today, like it, there was like a sense of no urgency at times, and it's like, what are you guys doing? I mean, I guess Dwayne's always done that, but for, for James <laughs> Johnson to do that, it's just like word. Yeah, it's very weird. And um, this series, as you pointed out before this game, defense was eleven points better with Dwayne on the floor. It was like anytime Philly threw um, TJ McConnell on the floor, Dwayne Wade turned back the clock like seven years and started picking off everything. It was hilarious. Except tonight. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, except tonight. TJ McConnell, McConnell was giving us the work. <laughs> it gave him a bucket. That made me sick. Oh, when he gave me the finger guns. Oh, my God. <laughs> TJ McConnell? Was- Get me out of here. Yeah. Yo, he's so annoying. No, when he started doing that waving of his hand thing, like setting up the offense, I was like, dude, you're TJ McConnell. Like, nobody cares. Just call a pick like a normal person. <laughs> I was like, what, you, what is all this? What is all this extra stuff? I was like, dude. Let that man run the offense. Man, you're TJ McConnell. That extra McConnell. stuff is what got him to the NBA. Matt, you know, <laughs> you know what bothers me? And I think we said this last show. Like, TJ like back Back then, when the Heat had LeBron, TJ McConnell would not be allowed to play because the Heat would just run his ass off the floor. I will say McConnell wasn't good in the series at all. No, he was like, awful. He... <laughs> that bothered me. I was like, that guy shouldn't play. I was like, I he played him over Markel, man. And Markel, well, Justice took his lunch, and then after that, Brett <laughs> Brown was like, Nah, this ain't it for you, man. <laughs> Wait for the second round. Yo, how can I can I be right about hashtag seven C till we bleed? 
I don't think anybody objected to Miami slipping the seven. The hashtag itself was awful. Yo, it was a good hashtag, dude. We should have said. I, I just can't follow you up on the hashtag. Yo, that Boston team straight sucks, dude. They up three two. Yo, but that Bucks team sucks too. Yeah, that's 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 what the bigger you, point, man. That's a lot of crap tastic. There's a lot of crap tastic going on there. You're still starting John Henson, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Alex, bringing up the real problems. No, I'm really mad about that though, man. <laughs> they got Joe Prunty is out here making the same mistakes Jason Kidd was. <laughs> oh, J- is Jason Kidd like gonna get hired in Phoenix or something? I hope not. They talked to him. I don't know what they had to talk about. Phoenix hiring Jason Kidd and then signing Boogie Cousins needs to happen. Oh no! Just a hu- the oh man, the relationship between the owner between uh, <laughs> Ryan McDonough, Boogie Cousins, and Jason Kidd. Must Everyone's ending up in the hospital. You know, speaking of um, speak. Well, no, I'm sorry. I was just reading. A, I was just reading a Spolster quote. He handled all those roles with incredible class and dignity. He could play this role forever. Eric Spolster on Wade. Is, is full pleading for Dwayne to stay? I hope not. For I mean, man, for, why you the guys? Why you like this, dude? Why you like what? this? Miami has like eight ball handlers. Man, who like, cares what happens next year? It's gonna be the same damn thing next year. Who the hell cares? Just let us do be we happy. think that we're bringing back the same team? Yes. What are they gonna do? I think I think Pat might do the type of thing where like he he pulls off a trade, pulls off a what? Send like. all the first round picks that we have in no, the future. It's gonna be like it's gonna be a trade that we don't like. <laughs> it's gonna be like for Gortat and a second round pick, and just just to get rid of Hassan, like that type of trade. Yeah, I would kill for Gortat and a second round pick right now. Fantastic. No, I, I do think there's gonna be some deck shuffling though. I, I don't think anybody's going to take like Tyler Johnson for a second round pick or anything drastic like that. We're just shuffling some of the contracts around and um, clearing up the cloud on the roster. I think that makes a lot of sense. Can I say something? I, like, I, I think it's going to be like a little too on brand, but like, let me explain. I think Kelly has to go. Okay, I, I think, I'm interested in this. Okay, so I think that Kelly's probably one of the only guys that you can get a return on, and I just don't think that this is the right place for him to be like, I think in playoff series like this, it's going to be difficult to play him, uh, especially if you're going to have to deal with the Sixers coming down. Like, you could but probably... what do you plan on getting for him? Man, you could probably get something to then attach to other guys to get rid of the guys that you really want to get rid of, like Tyler and... and um, that is a lot. And Hassan. <laughs> huh? I said that's a lot. Am I being unreasonable? Um... I wouldn't say unreasonable, but I just don't see Miami trading. Like I mean, he, he was listen, legit he, their best center this year. Yeah, he was their best center this year. He played very well. I just, man, like I still don't see what like what they would get back for him. That's I don't know that 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 would be a type of piece that you could throw in in another trade. Like I fail to see that he's. What, what would they give us a role player and like you could give me a third string young dude? I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I mean, it's just like they have guys that can't fetch you much. But they're also guys that are most valuable here because, like, Linux probably, like, this is probably as, like, that season was probably as good as it'll get for him. Also, I think Goran and Hassan, like, their markets are even smaller than before. I th- well, I think Goran did himself a favor this postseason. I don't think it has to do with performance. I, I think just, I just, like, who's going to trade for him? I think Denver's kind of set on the Murray, Gary Harris starting backcourt, so it eliminates them. I, like, Who's going to trade for him? But I'm like, not even sure. Goron, Dallas? A Goron trade would be like a contender that's kind of like either somebody gets hurt or they like need something. 
right? Like if Cleveland really needed a, I mean, I guess Cleveland this year as well. I mean, that would have been a destination for him if, if they had something that they can give Miami or like, you know what I mean? Like a team like that, um, I, you know, obviously I don't know what's going to happen next year, but a, a, a team that maybe if their starting point guard goes down um, or, or they, they need one and it's clear that they need one. Just not a great sign that we can't really name one. Well, like, I just think, I just really think, like, we're talking about reshuffling. I kind of think Miami's stuck with what they have. I feel like it's counterintuitive, but, like, I don't think Miami can really worry about return right now. Like, the most important. Nikaias, the most important thing is to get rid of Tyler Johnson's contract. (laughs) Like, no, I'm like, like, let's be serious. Like, that is the most important thing. That that is that if they can do that, if you ask them, if you ask Riley, not Spolstra, if you ask Riley, you can do because we know what Bo wants. Yo, Brett Brown's talking forever. Can they get Dwayne Wade off? I don't care what you have to say, dude. Like, can we get this guy off? Like, this guy's been talking for like an hour. Like, I'm so whatever. Um, I love his accent. I I've never heard him speak. It's the most northeastern accent you could think of. Sounds awful. Okay, so. If you ask Pat, I really think that the number one priority for him or, like, the number one wish list would be to get rid of Tyler. Just because he's not a better player than Hassan. And I know that Hassan had this massive disappearing act in this series. Um, But so did Tyler. And Tyler's was a little, I think, I know that Hassan got all the spotlight, but Tyler's was just as bad. He was. Like... And he's going to get a lot of money for a guy that's regressed. At least Hassan is a better player than when they signed him. Despite everything that's happened. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure. Okay, that worse that's since the past couple years. I'm not sure that that's true for Tyler Johnson. That's where I'm going to have to disagree with you. Ed. I think Tyler has improved a good bit on ball. I think, and... he, reg- I think he regressed this year. I, he shot poorly for the first um, month or so of the season. That's definitely true. This, but the, the three-point shooting is not something – because that's something that I know will come back and that, that's a little more dependent on other factors. Yeah, I mean, where did he get worse? I think as a ball handler. I don't I think, think he got worse as a defender more than anything. I think that as well. I think his, yeah, well, I, I think his size, like his lack of size, not just in this playoff series, but like throughout the season that really made an appearance. I think that has more to do with the roster, though. It's like in an ideal world, like Tyler Johnson is playing off of a Paul George and he's guarding point guards. Like him playing alongside Goran Dragic doesn't do him any favors. This team is just like kind of like all fucked up in its construction. It is. And that's why I was kind of saying like Miami shouldn't really worry about, well, we traded two first round picks for Goran Dragic. We have to get one to get rid of them. Like they need to build a cohesive unit. Are we sure we want to get rid of Goron? Hey, well, give him I the Philly. Like you... <laughs> oh God. Send him the Philly for a pick. Don't they got a ton of picks? They could use another ball handler off the bench. Oh, no. Markel will be ready next year. <laughs> but, um, no, but I do think they kind of need to try to sell on Goron now. Because, I mean, the difference on defense between last year and this year was pretty substantial. And he already gets by more on, like, North North South power than explosiveness, and the fact that he's already starting to lose a step, I don't think his decline is going to be very good. Another thing that kind of bothered me about this series was, um, they did not punish Amir Johnson minutes, and even today, like Amir Johnson got on the floor and was doing like 
he gave them plus minutes. And I'm surprised we didn't see KO and Hassan lineups for those Ilyasova and Amir Johnson lineups. There's one thing, like, Ilyasova, you're right. There's one thing, Ilyasova, like, you know, running Hassan off the floor or whatever, because at least that makes sense. But, like, Amir Johnson cannot be bullying your front line and, like, getting offensive rebounds under the hoop and then, like, getting and one layups. Like, Hassan has, like, three inches on him. You can't let that guy out-hustle it, you it was, it was every like, minute of the game. It was absurd. It was, like, that, that to me was the most offensive thing of the series. It's like, <laughs> I, I, like I, they, the Sixers outscored the Heat with Amir Johnson on the floor. Like, that should not be happening. I will say, to be fair, a lot of those minutes were paired with um, Ben Simmons. But overall, I do agree. I feel like Miami, it's funny because he slipped through the cracks, but Miami paid a little too much attention to him at times. Amir? Like, there was a position um, early in the first, I think, first or second quarter, one to two, where Kelly Olenek, like, completely ignored him to stifle some off-screen action for Marco Bellinelli. I'm just like, Miami should have been doing that all series. Like, Marco isn't that kind of a passer. Take away the shot. And, you know, so that's kind of – that's a small way to slow down the offense a little bit. You know, if Amir Johnson beats you, then, I mean, you tip your hat. But you shouldn't be treating him like Joel Embiid. Exactly. But here we are. And and I guess that kind of plays into what you were saying, how, you know, Spo got outcoached a little. Yeah, it just was not a great <laughs> series. You guys, like <laughs> – I, 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 listen, I had I had winning hand. Listen, guys, got to bring more energy. I don't want Alf to be right that we shouldn't have done a show tonight. Alf cannot be right. Alf cannot be right. <laughs> I had Winningham in my DMs, and he's like, "Hey, Brent Brown, uh, Brent Brown, uh, Coach Bo," and I was like, "Yes, he did." I'm sorry. You probably owe him an apology. I like, do. Both. Listen, Chris, Chris Winningham, and listen, because we have to play a promo, but Brian's not here to play the promo. So, uh, Brian, you will insert the promo here. <laughs> We're doing something a little different on the Five Reasons podcast. Until the Miami Heat are eliminated, Ethan and I will do review preview episodes after every game of the Heat's run in the NBA playoffs. It's a broken record with Dwayne where every time you think he's done, he turns in a performance like this and he's doing it in that jersey. What were the odds in the summer of 2016 that we would ever see A, Dwayne Wade do this in a playoff game again, and B, do it for the Miami Heat? We're trying to do them straight after the game's end and post overnight. So subscribe to the 5 Reasons Podcast on iTunes or Google Play and follow along as the Heat go through the NBA playoffs. That was Brian inserting the promo. Um, great radio. And in, in, in great radio. Um what was I saying before? Before Brian inserted the promo? Because remember, we had to just listen to the promo. You were asking us to It wasn't edited in later. Oh, I, oh Chris Whittingham. Uh, Witty, I apologize to you for the um, aforementioned uh, Spolstra Brent Brown uh, coaching matchup that I laughed in your face and I called you back so Sedano can then laugh in your face. And uh, I apologize for that because I was wrong. And uh, Brent Brown did a great job in this series and Spolstra. Probably, is this his worst series? That he's coached? Okay, okay, hold on. Hold I'm asking. On. No, I'm asking. I'm asking. I'm asking. How much... Okay, before we get to that point where you're saying it might be the worst... It may how be. How much of it has to do with the roster? And I'm not saying him getting out coached. I know he got out coached. I think it's flat. I think it's plain and simple. They, they had these guys looking better than they did all season. But <laughs> Amir Johnson and Ilya Sova getting tip-in rebounds game after game. How much of that has to do with, first of all, Hassan being ass. Second of all, Bam not being ready. And third of all, KO getting schemed off the floor the past couple of games. Like, I feel like 
this roster was not built to handle this no, team. No, listen, I, 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 was. I agree. I'm totally with you. But I think that there were a lot of like lineups that Spolstra never went to those wells that had clearly good numbers. And there were some lineups that he stuck with that did not have good numbers. And I'm sure Nick Rice is going to cover that eventually in a piece. I hope. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Look at that. Teaser. Um, so I think that's kind of like where the egregious things happen. I thought play. I thought he rode Tyler a little too long when Tyler was just like not playing well, and uh, he threw Rodney in there. Magruder finally got minutes. Hashtag free Rodney, and you just dropped him. You dropped him in the middle of a series. You know, game five without any prep, without any minutes for I don't know how many. Stay, games. stay ready. Come on, man. Come Tony's on, man. retiring. That's, that's not fair, dude. That's not fair. <laughs> what they did to Rodney. And, like, they needed him. And, like, yeah, and we were all clamoring, free Rodney, free Rodney. And he was terrible. I'm surprised there. you're not blaming Tyler for that. I mean, they, dude, they, always, they always kind of hit at that, how Tyler will do anything to play whenever he's hurt and all that. Yeah, listen, this is – I don't need an excuse to blame Tyler. It's always Tyler's fault. And he that dumbass fouled out today. Yeah, but they have, like, six other shooting guards. And he's making six mil this year. This uh, this so. logjam of shooting guard. And Dion, Dion's not even here. So they're going to have another Woo! one next year. Hold on, man. If we would have had a healthy Dion, this, this series might have gone six. This series might have gone four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. how, do, how do you think he's going to be when he comes back next season? <laughs> Hashtag born yeah, ready. No, it's like the finishing got better, but then the shooting regressed, and the defense was... Looking no, at but the numbers that, from this season today, and defense. I saw that his finishing numbers got worse, too. Nikai, the defense I did feel that was all injury. Like That's a guy that's never, that's never not competed on that end. Like, he legit oh. was not trying this year on defense. And I think that was injury. I think his ankle really hurt. I'm fine with attributing, like, the lack of lateral quickness to injury. But, like, no, I'm, some I'm, of the I'm clips okay. early in the year where he's completely – he's staring at the ball and his man is back-cutting him. I can't excuse him for that. I, I think I think his ankle hurt, and he's just like, nah, it's okay. Um, Barry Jackson talking about uh, tweeting. Hassan again makes clear that he's unhappy about playing time. Plans to talk to Heat officials about future. Um, I think Hassan thinks it's easier to move him than it actually is. <laughs> hey, yo, move me. Um, Hassan, no one wants you. The way he talks about himself and about his minutes, Generational I'm not big. surprised. Generation. Makes a lot of sense. I agree that he should have played more today. I, I, I didn't think he, I didn't think, I don't understand why he didn't play more today. Today? Yeah. He was pretty darn bad tonight. I mean, I, I don't think. I mean, missed catches, missed layups, um, didn't move that well defensively. Well, He's pressing Joel gave him a pass, gave him an entry pass, and he just botched it, man. <laughs> you know, Gordon's never trying that ever again. <laughs> like, like, Miami tried to get him involved early again, and this time he, he just flat out didn't have it. Like, pe- players have bad games, and it was just a bad game process. No, no, and it. that's why, like, I just – and, like, if you're missing layups, like, I feel like that's also kind of a little random. Like, a guy that's normally a good finisher, and all of a sudden he's missing a couple layups, like, point blank. Like, that happens. You know, let him let him get through that, you know? To but can you a, afford to do that in the closeout game? Dude, at some point, nothing was working. Well, yeah, I guess, I mean, that would explain why, you know, Dwayne ended up playing most of the second half. But play the whole fourth quarter, dude. Like, it's 2009. Why didn't D-Wade play 48 minutes and take 50 shots? Kobe got two seasons. <laughs> We got 55 shots in his last game. We couldn't even D-Wade. We couldn't even give D-Wade a quarter. I'm mad that they kind of brought that game close because I thought if it was a blowout enough, they might play Udonis and Dwayne together. And I was kind of excited for that. God damn it. Oh, you really would have cried then. Oh, my God. I would have. I think I wrote. I think the last time. D-Wade, UD, and Tony. 
Oh, they're you know all going to retire. And UD's going to retire, right? You know what's going to happen is that we're going to end the show, and then because D Wade's up next on the podium, because now Embiid and, oh. and JJ Reddick haven't shut up. We're going to he Dwayne's going to come on, announce his retirement, and this podcast is going to be obsolete. And then we're not like just pause, watch it, and then come back. No, because these assholes are faces. still talking. Reddick, and what's on what's on JJ Reddick's face? He has like some black mark on his face, and it's annoying. Yo, he should get off the podium before he says some more racist shit. <laughs> Saw Jason Leisure's tweet. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about it? I mean, it was uh, no, absolutely not. It was bad. Well, actually, it doesn't matter because none of the people who were like backing him up are on here. <laughs> That's the main reason I wouldn't want to talk about it. That's right. He has, yeah. His, I don't want to go down on that eye. His army, his army's not. Here. We got Jason Leisure back for one day, and boy, was it a magical day. <laughs> that doesn't mean Jason did not disappoint in history. The Heat disappointed more than Jason did. Jason Bryant. He got on BSO. So he said BSO was trying to start a race war. Jesus. Is it bad that we're laughing at this? Yo, this is hilarious. JJ Reddick has to like, because there's only one microphone. JJ Reddick is like leaning over into MB to talk into the microphone. It's really funny. And MB moves out. Yo, does MB ever smile? Uh, no. I think he gets the smirk, but that's about it. Oh, there, there's one. Yeah, he's just like, he always looks so, like, come on, Embiid, smile. You're funny, you're great, you know, you're you're amazing. Um, yeah. Tip boys. We're getting oversaturation of Embiid. Uh, I, well, that's coming. Well, we're annoyed it, by it's it. It's been coming. Miami's gonna be annoyed by it, but the country's not. Just give them two years, they won't win a title, and everybody will be mad. They're the good guys. They'll start blaming Embiid and Simmons, you know. Like, I think what's lost in this, like, as a Heat fan, is, like, how we're used to or have been used to historically, like, having, like, the better team and having the better guys at the end of games and, like, knowing, like, oh, we're better than you. And, like, it's been that way for a long time. And even even when Miami wasn't, like, a juggernaut, like, when you're playing, like, the Hawks and the Celtics, you knew you had the best player on the floor. And, like, this series was, like, so out of it because you know that you had, like, no advantage anywhere. There was literally no one you can count on. Like, you know, we always joking, like, you know, oh, save us, Dwayne. Save us, Ellington. Like, you know, BSing like that. Like, there was, like, like I couldn't even talk myself into believing any of that. Yeah, I mean, that just kind of shows just how glaring the holes are on this roster. Like, there's just no dynamic one-on-one guy there. And that kind of thing shows up in the playoff series. I'm still mad that uh, we didn't get a 2-2 series after D-Wade did it again in the fourth quarter in game four, man. I was at that game, and I thought I thought we had it. I thought I really thought we had it, man. The 26 turnovers, we got a Dragic dunk. We got JJ fights. Come on, man. Those are all the signs. Justice bled for nothing. Is, I mean, <laughs> it's emotional lot. justice. That flexing game, justice. That game was so fun. Game four. Yeah, you tweeted about it and got yelled at. I did. Everyone got oh mad at me. God. Yo, Brian straight aborted on the show today. He was going to post and he's like, nah. He just texted me instructions. Yo, Brian has, Brian has no guts. Oh, Gabrielle Union tweeted out, I hope this isn't the end, but my God, Dwayne Wade has had the most, has had a career most people dream of. He is a damn icon, a legend, and he's cute. Emoji. Hashtag Heat Nation. What does that mean? Is he done? 
Are we really gonna finish this whole show? D-Wade still hasn't done the presser, and we have no idea if he's gone. Okay. Pour one out for Mount Vernon. We bring in the Heat Twitter president, Alf. Alf, you had no guts. You didn't want to do the show. Nikias, Alex, and I held it down. You're yelling at people on Twitter. Uh, Dwayne Wade is not going to retire today. He just uh, said in his press conference, no news is going to be broken in Philly. Alf, tell us how you feel. What are you guys doing? What was all that fucking noise? That was Alex being Alex. I mean, he's just being incompetent. Alex, you know we're doing a fucking podcast, right? We ended the podcast and we were live watching. No, we're not. We're we're still going live. We're still going live. You know, the illusion of radio, Alex. Illusion of radio. Illusion of radio. Lie to your customers. Lie to our customers. No, you know what it is. You know what it is. You guys are all the fucking. uh, You're the NBA Twitter. You guys watch all the games. You're not like real fans. Mm -hmm. Like you're so objective. Like fucking Nikias. Makes me sick. (laughs) Makes me sick. He's so fucking objective. Fuck objectivity, bro. Fuck that shit. I'm fucking pissed off. I'm angry as shit. I'm fucking drunk. I'm pissed off. Fuck Joel Embiid. Fuck Ben Simmons. Fuck Brett Brown. Fuck, uh, what's that guy's name? The process guy. No, the process guy. Hinky, Hinky, Hinky. Hinky, fuck Hinky. Fuck all that. You know what? You know what it is? And I'm getting into this shit. Fucking Sedano. Comes at me today. Oh, the Spurs did it. The Spurs tanked for one fucking year and got Duncan. One fucking year and got Duncan. The Sixers have been tanking for five years. Fucking Nerlens Noel. Fucking Joel Okafer. Is it Joel Okafer? What's his Jaheel, name? Jaheel. Jaheel. Yeah, same fucking thing. Who gives a shit? <laughs> fucking. And that's another thing with these millennial black people and naming their kids weird shit. You're not African. Anyway, they'll eat that shit later. But fuck it. <laughs> this bullshit. I fucking hate this shit. This Donald's telling me fucking all oh, the Spurs are an example of the process. Wait, like, did you, you just did it. you take out Nikias' name? It just dawned on me. No, Nikias is Greek. That's a different shit. Okay, make it Um <laughs> No, but honestly, can I go off on a tangent? Please. Like the fuck like these fucking like twenty five to thirty five year old black parents. Name of their kids weird shit. No, not this tangent. I thought you were gonna go like on a on a Sixers tangent. I don't want to hear I'm about sorry. your. I don't want to hear about your the, name takes. I don't want another Jason okay, Leisure situation. I'll, I'll, do that, I'll do that on my fucking Black Power podcast. Yeah, that, we don't want a Jason Leisure situation to happen. Just, <laughs> the newest Five Reasons pod. <laughs> the, the, the newest <laughs> Five Reasons of yeah, it's coming, it's coming out this summer. It's called Black Fist Alf. Anyway, <laughs> um. What the fuck was I talking? Oh, Sedano talking about yeah. the Spurs are a fucking example of the process. The Spurs are not an example of the process. Like the Spurs lost for one year and got the greatest fucking power forward of all time. And Sedano's like, oh, Embiid might be better. Listen, you can kiss my black monkey ass if you think Embiid is ever going to be better than Tim Duncan. Like Tim Duncan is the most fundamental, beautiful fucking low post player I've ever seen in my life. Fucking Joel Embiid gets the ball in the low post and fucking fumbles around, falls on his face, and they call a foul on Tyler Johnson. I don't even care if Tyler Johnson's not even on the goddamn court at the time. He is getting a foul call. No matter what, if Joel, if Joel Embiid falls on his face, Tyler Johnson is getting a fucking foul call. So do... Did we lose him? 
petered out. Oh that, man. I don't know. I don't know what the best part of that was. Um Duncan, oh my God. And <laughs> we need to get 45 minutes. We need to get 45 more minutes of that and just replace the the rest of the show with it. Exactly. <laughs> like just we need him. He's gone. I think he's gone. I think I think we've officially lost. Yeah, I think we've officially lost Alf. Um, oh, yeah. there it went. There it went. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Follow us at <laughs> MIA Heatbeat. Oh, the uh, leave a five star review and we'll give you a T shirt. You know, make it funny. Uh, we we gave out the Hassan Whiteside jersey to someone in Denmark. So thank you, someone in Denmark, for giving the best review because now we're gonna have to mail international shipping. So. Um, you know, kudos to you. Um, yeah, it's been our show. It's been the season. Thank you guys uh, so much for sticking with us. Um, another year in the books. Uh, heat didn't last until our five-year anniversary, but um, you know we'll still be doing shows throughout the playoffs. There's still lots of basketball on. You know, there's still lots. Uh, there's still lots to talk about. So stay with us throughout the offs, throughout the playoffs, and throughout the the off season. We're going to be keeping you covered. Um, thank you guys. You know to my staff, to Brian, to the listeners, to the readers, to everyone who's made another really, really great year, a really fun season. Thank you to Five Reasons, to Ethan Skolnick, to Chris Whittingham, uh, to our guests, to everybody. Thank you guys for a great... Alpha, you back. I was thanking everyone for a nice year. What the hell happened? You got cut off in the middle of your take, so I went into thanking everyone for a good year and... Uh, where, the fuck, where the fuck was I? Um, I don't remember. Uh, you were oh uh, you were you were still criticizing Sedano's take kiss kiss your black ass, Embiid best power forward. Yeah, yeah. Comparing the Sixers to the fucking Spurs, you have to fucking be kidding me! Like that is not the same thing. Like they take for one year and then they build through the draft with smart draft picks in the late first round or early second round. Like the Sixers had to lose for six, seven years. To finally find two superstars. And don't give me shit about Markel fucking Fultz. The dude doesn't even leave the goddamn bench. They played TJ McConnell over him. TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell is a fucking alt-right activist. Like, bro, look at him. Like, he is so racist. I Every time I look at him on the screen... Thank I you for like listening to Heat Beat. 